0: you're listening to the performance group podcast a place to listen learn and get to know the unseen heroes of our local community welcome to the show i'm your host sean kirby and on the performance group podcast we make it our mission to learn from those around us and shed light on our local community if you're new to the show we have spoken to business leaders community organizers friends and family and before we jump in today i hope to ask you for a favor if you could please just take one second to hit subscribe and share our posts, it would mean a whole lot to me, our team here at the Performance Group, and our amazing guests on today's show. Okay, uh, one, two. I don't do a lot of Zoom ones. We do these mostly in office, so these are always fun. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Performance Group Podcast. My name is Sean Kirby, and on today's episode, I'm joined by the one, the only, Miss Kai Hawkins of Advisor. She is a leadership consultant for Advisa. Um, we worked with Advisor recently um, through the Leadership Academy in Madison County, and we sat through their uh, predictive index course. And it is one of the most enlightening things that I've been through in a long time. So, Kai, I want to say thank you so much for jumping on and uh, sitting down so we can talk a little bit more about this.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So you're an Indiana girl. Let's kind of walk through your back history and see how you got to where you are today.
1: I am an Indiana girl. Yeah, grew grew up in Columbus, Indiana. Um, I still consider myself the unofficial spokeswoman for Columbus, Indiana. Um, Went to DePauw University for undergrad and then um, spent a couple of years actually working for DePauw in admissions. So I was recruiting, I was living in Chicago though. So lived in Chicago, recruited students to come to DePauw from the Chicago area. And then got really interested in higher education and education access, education policy. So got my um, master's degree in ed policy and organizational leadership at University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign. So I had a little stint in Illinois. But then I came back to Indiana, um, worked for the Mind Trust here in Indianapolis for a couple of years and then um, transitioned back into higher ed for a bit before joining Advisa. So I come to the work of leadership consulting really from an education background and from a lifelong interest in what makes a good leader really.
0: Absolutely and um, obviously there's lots of things that go into you know becoming a good leader and not all leaders you know behave or are wired the same way. So, kind of talk to me about how Advisa uses Predictive Index um, in their leadership consulting.
1: Yeah, so Advisa has been around since 1986. We've been, we're one of the oldest certified partners of the Predictive Index in the world, actually. So, we've been using it for a very long time. Um, it is really, it's one of the foundational elements of, of some of the consulting work that we do, but there's lots of other pieces of data that we use in the consulting work that we do with clients. So, you know, Advisa really, we work with leaders of all different sizes and types of organizations who want effective teams, leaders, and culture, and we've seen, Um, a real problem for lots of folks that they can't attract, develop, and retain the people that they need to thrive in their organizations, which really leaves, you know, teams feeling overwhelmed and leaders kind of desperate for solutions. And, And predictive index is one of those pieces of data That we can help leaders to gather objective data on their people, really understand what they need at a deep core level, like what motivates them, how to coach them, um, how to reward them, all kinds of things that Predictive Index can tell us. So we've been working with it for a long time. Um, it's, It's a great tool to help leaders to understand their people so that, you know, they can make them their biggest asset and really retain them for a long time.
0: Absolutely. So for those people who think that the predictive index is just another personality test, um, how would you describe how it differentiates from Myers-Briggs or some of the other that, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have taken or made their spouse taken to make sure that they were the right fit?
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, maybe in the dating period. Um,
0: Do you imagine? Could you imagine showing up to like a speed dating and you say, hey, well, actually, the predictive index would be actually really good for speed dating because it's oh, such I, a quick can test.
1: I imagine. Yes, I can. Because at Advisa, there was, um, you know, one of the folks that works with us was on the Bumble app. You know, she was actively dating and we had to talk her into waiting until date two to send out the P.I. to. And actually, they ended up getting married.
0: Oh, so. no way. It works. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. He took the P.I. We all had his P.I. really early on. Oh, yeah. It, it ended up working out. Um, Could you imagine
0: being was... her friends that come to meet her <laughs> at the bar for like a double date? And you're like, we already know who you are internally.
1: I know. It's pretty great.
0: That's amazing. Well, it, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a pretty quick test. And back to how does it differentiate from Myers-Briggs and all the other things?
1: It is a quick assessment. Yeah. So, so, you know, first I'll say I'm a big assessment nerd. I mean, I love them all. Like, give me, give me anything. And I give me the big five, give me a Strengths finder, give me a Myers-Briggs. I've taken them all. I think all of those assessments are really great in that they can help you build self-awareness. But I really feel like, you know, Assessments or assessments, data is just data. It's not about that. It's about what you do with it afterwards. So, we really work with clients to not just take this assessment and have it be kind of a one off thing and shove it in your desk drawer and never look at it again. Um, predictive index is a top down, I mean, it is from the beginning of the employee life cycle when they're just hired, you know, when they're just interviewing with you all the way to career pathing and succession planning towards the end or middle of career. So it is something that we use as a program with clients. It's not just an assessment that you take. I think probably the one of the biggest differentiators is that there is a uh, scientifically validated job assessment. So predictive index, you took, Sean, when we did the Leadership Academy of Madison County, you took the behavioral assessment, which is that six minute, real quick, you know, two questions. I'm not going to give any more information other than that, so people don't have, you know, enough Uh, they want to take it. So two questions pretty quick. And that's what you took. That gives us the core motivating drives of an individual. There's also, when we work with clients, there's also a job targeting portion of this, where we, we really see that jobs like people have personalities. So we do the job assessment to create a personality for a job a target for a job. And then that's what we use to compare candidates to in the interviewing process. It's also what we use to coach employees on here's you, here's your job. There are some places where there are some gaps where you're going to need to flex to be successful. There are some places where there are great fits and you're going to feel like it's not work every day. So better understanding, not just self-awareness, but job awareness. I think that's what is a big differentiator for PI.
0: Absolutely. I didn't even realize that you had that part of the program.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, how does somebody access that? If they were to say it was, you know, a small business in Pendleton, Indiana, started with a P and it with performance group, um, <laughs> how, how would we access something like that? Would we have to hire your team to come in and sit us all down and tell us who you really are
1: so that's probably another thing that um is different about pi you don't pay for pi per assessment you become a client of a certified partner so advisor is a certified partner you become a client of ours and like i said it's a program so you pay for pi based on your number of full-time employees so you'd be in that smallest band of employees and you have unlimited access to the platform and to all of that data and additionally advisors guidance you know we come alongside we partner with you to not just, you know, on the tactical side of things, but we really get into what are the problems you're trying to solve here? Is it that you are you have new positions and you're trying to hire for those? Um, is it that you can't retain people? Like what are the big issues, the strategic ones that we're trying to solve and PI is going to be part of that solution. So, so yeah, we work, I mean, Truly, Sean, our clients are are across the board. We have some larger clients, but most of them are small to mid-sized businesses who maybe don't have the bandwidth to have a full-time dedicated person on, you know, maybe even recruiting, but certainly talent development and what that looks like in their organization.
0: Well, and I think especially in 2022, as a small business or a small business owner, looking at how to grow talent um, is probably the only way going to be able to afford it in today's employee market. So figuring out what seat on the bus somebody needs to sit on on the front end, rather than trying a bunch of things and learning it by trial and error, can avoid you know costly mistakes. I think that you know going through a PI program will allow you to hire. Appropriately on the front end, rather than you know fighting fires on the back end.
1: Exactly, and you know it's a really tough hiring market out there right now. We know that people are really struggling to find people for their roles. You know, we know that leaders of organizations um, have open positions that they feel like they can't fill. Um, PI does not. I mean, you said it. It's a six. It takes six minutes on average to complete. It's not an assessment that creates a barrier. What it can do, though, is to help leaders who are hiring to go in eyes wide open as they're onboarding someone to here's where they're a great fit for the role. Here's where we might need to do some coaching, some work around how they need to kind of orient themselves to this role so that they can be successful. So, you know, it just gives you that additional data about people for the onboarding process.
0: Yeah. Well, in when we went through the program with the um, leadership academy, and then also when I kind of—I don't know if I spent the leadership academy's money or not—but I kept sending it to my staff from the link they sent me. So, sorry, Jesse okay. Reynolds, if it's I charge you some dollars. Um, <laughs> no,
1: you didn't. It's okay.
0: Okay, cool. They're a nonprofit. Hopefully, you didn't charge them. Um, so, when we were kind of going through it, and you know, there's four it, on the behavioral side, right? There's four things letters, the A, B, C, D, that decide kind of where you line up um, from a behavioral standpoint. Um, I'm looking at yours. You are a persuader. So every single one of these interesting things gives you a different, um, are you at an Airbnb? Is that your house?
1: No, no, this is my... (laughs) My, this is my work studio we built this during the uh pandemic it's it's a separate building from our house but in our backyard
0: it looks like you're at an airbnb in florida or like out <laughs> west are you in like a shed then
1: hey, i mean it's a it's a box i got my pillow oh
0: back. wow that's working from home. Can't see. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go out to the garage, kids. leave this me This is
1: really working from home. Yeah.
0: I tell you what, I look like a distressed person. If you look behind me, there's presents that I haven't given to somebody. There's a children's toy. That's um, a duck hat. That's a bunch of books I've never read. These are <laughs> plaques that I pretty much stole from somebody. And then that's literally a fire extinguisher. And I don't know why I have a lot
1: of visual interest back there, Sean. I really like it.
0: You know, it's um, it's overwhelming. <laughs> Yours looks so serene and peaceful. I love it. I, th- I literally was like when you first started talking, I was like, man, are you somewhere nicer than me? Are you on vacation? Do you guys work not. from the Alps or something?
1: I assure you, I am not. You know, there is a whole new job out there now that's a Zoom background creator. Mm. That's a job. People yep. who who advise and consult on creating the best Zoom background. I know, mind blowing.
0: No, it's just stupid. <laughs> That's dumb. That doesn't even make sense. This people- makes sense. The predictive index. What you guys Thank do you. at Advisor. This makes sense. You're about attracting and keeping employees, attracting and keeping you know good leadership and helping people you know communicate better to each other. And then there's somebody that creates a background. Mm -hmm. probably makes 80 grand
1: no i don't know about that i don't know we'll have to do some digging on on what they're actually making
0: check glass door see if it gives me any salary updates that's crazy i could quit i could quit tomorrow i don't
1: know that you'd get the job based on what i'm seeing back there behind you
0: oh if you want it busy if you want it busy i can make it busy yours is (laughs) yours looks nice Okay, so back to this. So you've got dominance, um, extroversion, patience, and formality. And based off of those four things, it kind of, you know, you can lean one way or the other, you know, and it kind of shows your internal behavioral, um, say, drivers, right?
1: Yeah, drives is the word that we use. Um, You know, it's not really what PI doesn't do it doesn't really, it doesn't put you in a box, you know? And that's one thing that I really like about PI versus other assessments. Um, Though there are those 17 reference profiles. So mine's a persuader, yours is a maverick. There are these fun names that, that we can put on certain profiles, but really, PI is more about how much or how little of something do you need in order to be successful. A lot of times the way I describe PI is what gives you energy and what takes energy for you to do something. So there are lots of things in our everyday work lives that give us a lot of energy and like this, like, you know, me doing this podcast or me coming to speak with the Leadership Academy. Those things give me energy. I could do them all day. It's very fun. There are other things that really take energy from me. Things like sitting down to do an Excel worksheet or even entering things into Salesforce. Um, Anything like that takes energy from me. And I have to be aware of that because I still have to do those things to be good at my job. I just have to be aware of how much energy it's taking and and how much I'm putting into those things because it's still necessary. So so yes, these four drives, it puts you on a spectrum, how much or how little do you need of dominance, which really is the need for individual impact on things and events, on the work that you're doing, on extroversion, which is really the need for connection, relationships, influence um, with people. And then the C drive is um, really, it's called the patience drive, but it's really that need for when it's high, for familiarity with both the work and the people in your environment. So familiarity, we talked about predictability, routine, all of those things with that high C. And then the D drive, it's called the formality drive, but it's really for your need for details, for information, for perfection, you're low in that, Sean. We know. I know you're making that face.
0: Well, yeah, you know, we we run a tax accounting firm, but that's not where I. That's why I have a podcast. I'm a, I'm high, sociable, high drive. You know, the the other things I've got to um, delegate for the most that's part. Right. That's right.
1: And the good news is you are aware of those things. You're Mm -hmm. not trying to say, Hey, I am the tax accountant. I'm the guy that's crossing the T's, dotting the I's, making sure we're following all the rules and regulations. That would probably a not be fun for you Uh and B you might not be very good at it. Like the business might suffer.
0: Well, um, for all the clients that listen to this and I've done your tax return, um, in the last couple of years, what I want you to know is I am really good at it, but I always have a second set of eyes. So don't let Kai, you know, throw me under the bus here. Um, I
1: would never. But that is a really, that's a really good thing, though. The the awareness that you have is that I need a second set of eyes to do this. You can flex. That's what I love about PI. It doesn't tell you whether or not you can do that job. You can. It just tells you how much energy that takes to pull that low drive for detail, to pull it up and to be in the weeds, in the details, making sure everything's perfect. And then you go that extra step of having an extra set of eyes. So it's all about self-awareness really.
0: Yeah. And I learned that I can only do it when nobody else is around. So during the day Mm -hmm. when there's a bunch of people around, there's too much things and it's hard for the detail to be everything. So I would always stay five to 10 and then coming on the weekends, put a Joe Rogan podcast on and just put my head down and work. I just, I can't do it around people because of the way the other two things work.
1: Exactly. Because your brain, when there are other people around, wants to connect and build relationships and talk with them and all of those things, which makes it hard to be heads down.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's um it's a very, I love it um, mostly because I'm a maverick and it sounds awesome, Um, but you know, obviously we've learned, um, looking at what other people are in the office as well, kind of how to have, and I've had not maybe always the best working relationship with some people and it's because we are so different. I think it allows for people to communicate better too.
1: That's exactly right. When I was first exposed to predictive index, um, in a professional sense, uh, is when I was a director of admission and uh, had Advisa come in and do a session very much like I did with the Leadership Academy, had them come in and do a session with us. And, you know, there was, there was tension at the time between lots of folks in the office um, and kind of like a division between two different sides of the office. And I think what it helped people to think and to say is, oh, they're not doing this or approaching this work because they're trying to ruin my life. They are wired so differently than me. I mean, their brains actually look at the work and the people and the the situation here professionally in a very different way than mine. So um, I think it helps people to cut others some slack in addition to building that self-awareness.
0: Yeah. And that definitely helps. I think Sometimes you have to even cut yourself a little bit of slack when you realize that on the back end. So made my my relationship with my wife better.
1: I love that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She's not always telling me I'm wrong. She just is scared of things that I obviously have too much drive for.
1: Uh-huh. uh-huh. Which is normal.
0: That's In a normal person house. thing to want. <laughs> right.
1: In my house, we've, uh, PI has become a verb where sometimes, you know, obviously I know my husband's profile very well and I'll say something and I'll be like, well, that's just another example of your PI coming to play. And he's like, don't PI me right now. So it's, it's a verb around here.
0: I believe that it's really
1: hard. Once you know, these things to not think about someone with this context, you know, because it just gives you such new perspective on who someone is what they need and a lot of times think about it so as a manager what you can give them you know it's for managers it's not about the people who report to you knowing your profile so they can adapt to you it's you as the manager understanding what they need so you can give it to them and help them to be happier more engaged employees right
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of goes back to um, some of the conversation you and I were having before I hit the record button. And that's um, this great resignation and attracting and keeping employees. Um, You know, thankfully, during COVID, I'll say this for you. uh, Thankfully, during COVID, um, I think a lot of people realized that they were maybe not building the best culture in the world. Um, In our office, we call it opportunity, environment and money. Um, and there's a lot of people that are realizing that maybe their job didn't have all three. So they're jumping ship. So talk to me about how Advise is working with employers today uh, to attract and keep good employees.
1: Yeah. So you said it. We, we refer to that as a magnetic culture. So we really believe that organizations have magnetic cultures, whether that is a, you know, a magnet that is repelling people away or it's holding people in and attracting the right people to your role. So I think culture has become such a big word and a a topic that lots of folks are talking about. But when it comes down to it, it's really all about having confidence in your people and confidence in your organization that you can attract, retain, and develop those people to create the culture that you want to have. So I think more and more people are job searching with a lot of things in mind that maybe they didn't think about before, which is, hey, how is my uh, employer or future employer going to invest in me? How are they going to develop me? Am I going to have some really intentional opportunities to grow in this next role? You know, it's not and, and a lot of it also, we're seeing in, in research and data is about coaching like that one on one relationship. Um, am I going to have a close connected relationship with someone who is coaching me so You know, it's less about like, do they have a great snack room? Do they have ping pong tables? Like that is not engagement. That is not culture. Those are just band-aids and quick fixes. It's more about those deeper things that people are looking for. They're certainly wanting to be connected to the mission, the vision, the core values of an organization. But I think a lot of it is also about development. And that is exactly what Advisa does um, with our clients.
0: When it spotlights it, I think, um, you know, obviously everybody moving to a work from home environment where you're losing that actual interpersonal, you know, I can touch, feel, see people to now it's a Slack message or it's a task in your Salesforce or it's a, everything feels like it's happening to you, not with you. Um, I can't even imagine because obviously we're in person. um, How is it working with maybe all remote employers? Um, to try to build that and put people on the right seats on the bus?
1: Yeah, you know, I think from, um, in many aspects, it hasn't changed. It's just kind of magnified. It's it's, um, made things even more important to put intention into the way that you're communicating, that you are reaching out to people for not just a Transactional work focused conversation. But if you're a leader, one example our president put 30 minutes on our calendar and just said, This is not, we are not talking about work. We're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about what's going on in your world and with your kids and with your family. Whatever you want to talk about is fine as long as it's not work and things like that we're also seeing that in the research that people are really concerned about their own well-being and how much their employer cares about their well-being like as a full human not just as a worker so it just takes a ton of intention um and i would argue that knowing These types of things, how much someone needs that connection and relationship building, how much someone needs all the details put into an email versus let them fly by the seat of their pants, Um, all of those things become even more important. So it's like the more information you can have about the people who are working for you and what they need, the better, right?
0: Absolutely. And is the, the majority of this information geared towards the leadership staff or do you guys allow this to get all the way down to the employees so that they understand the teams are working in and stuff like that?
1: Oh, absolutely! It's it's the entire organization. So a lot of times we're working with uh, leadership teams in terms of training them on how to coach people, how to deeply understand Predictive Index. But um, the all of the resources that are available in the platform, you haven't really seen the the software, Sean. But the software is pretty slick. It's user friendly. It's a great platform. So our clients have access to that that platform and that software, all types of reports you can pull um, and all employees have access to that. Usually when I kick off with a new client, we do a 60 minute kind of PI overview where they have their profile in front of them. And we're just going through A, B, C, and D. This is you. We partner up, talk with somebody else about their profile. So it's kind of self-awareness building. And then also talking with someone else in their organization. So, yeah, it gets to everyone. Though it's typically more of a leadership uh, decision, obviously, to bring us on as a partner in this work.
0: Somebody's got to pay for it. Yeah, right. But you guys have a pretty big team. I looked up your website to see if I could see more about, like, the back end of it. But you guys have a big team over there.
1: We do. Yeah. Are you guys all
0: um, local? Because I see it's based on Carmel. all
1: local. Um, we've got a couple foot, we have somebody in Michigan. We have someone in Montana, in Bozeman, Montana, and really that is just, um, Michigan was always part of Advisa, but, um, Bozeman, one of our consultants moved for his wife's job and Advisa being a place where remote work can absolutely work. Uh, we went with the flow there. And so consultants like me are always remote. So I'm always kind of out and about with clients and meeting with them. So it's not quite as necessary to be local. I will say a lot of our clients are here in the Midwest. So Indiana, Ohio, um, Illinois, Michigan, Uh, so it helps to be local, but we work with about 400 ish clients, uh, all over the country. So I think we're 32 people, 32 on our team right now. Big team. And, you know, that's, I think an important aspect of that. We're not just predictive index. That is, like I said, it's kind of the, usually the entry step into working with advisor, but we do, um, all sorts of more strategic uh, leadership journeys with clients, a lot of customized leadership journeys, um, emotional intelligence, uh, a leadership academy that's really high touch, um, eight month cohort based program. So we do a a lot of other things. Um, Predictive index is usually an element that we bring in at some point.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure that's probably one of the bigger buzzwords in this anyways, too, because it's we can see it and touch it. Exactly. Um,
1: and like you said, it's, it's really easy to take, easy to understand.
0: So w- with that being said, you're doing mostly um, long-term relationships with these leadership staffs. You're not coming in for the one-time conference. Hey, we're going to change your life. Hey, we're going to change the culture. Um, you see a lot of these companies that do that, right? They come in, they sit everybody down, there's pizza in the back. They say, Hey, this is what we're going to do to change everything. Um, Bye. Right? That's th-
1: exactly right. Yep. Now do people call for a speaking engagement or a, you know, one-off kind of team building? Yeah, sometimes. And we certainly do those, but like you said, that's not what we really want to get into are these like hard to hard to wrap your head around these more strategic issues and challenges that organizations are having around keeping their people you know engaged and um, we really love those types of problems more so than the quick fix types of problems so so yes it is long-term relationships with clients more so
0: which is what you want out of you know, leadership and employees anyway. So I think it, it only makes sense that that's the relationship you would have with this type of consulting.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. So that being said, um, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I really appreciate you doing this today. Why don't you, um, I'll give you one last chance to plug how people can get a hold of you. Um, you know, the services, obviously we've talked about the services for a while, uh, but, you know, things that maybe some of these smaller employers to mid-sized employers can do to attract and keep good people And, you know, have your team come in and show them maybe where people need to be sitting on the bus.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Really, the first step for us, if someone's interested in any of the services that we offer is to schedule a meeting with a consultant. So someone like me, you can do that in a couple of ways. You can certainly connect with me on LinkedIn, Kai Hawkins, K-Y-E. You can also just reach out to Advisa via our website and we have somebody that'll hop on and say, hey, can I help you? You know, one of those pop-ups and she'll get you to the right place. So that's AdvisaUSA.com.
0: Awesome. All right, guys, check out Advisor. Uh, call Kai. If you need a little introduction, or you want to ask me more about the program that we've been through, I'd be happy to talk more about it. I, um, I can't speak highly enough as somebody who did a one day class who thinks that this could change, you know, the future of lots of parts of their business as well as help a lot of our clients that we have every day. So Thanks, reach out Sean. to me, reach out to Kai. We'll see you later.
1: All right. Thanks so much.
0: Hey guys, thank you again so much for your love and support of the performance group podcast. For more information on the podcast, the performance group, or even our guests, feel free to reach out directly via our website, performancegroupindiana.com, or feel free to email me directly, which is Sean at performancegroupindiana.com. We'll see you guys next week.